save you. All right. So I, I told you it's going to mess up some of your theology. Mm -hmm. All right. Read 22 again. Read it through. For thou, for though thou wash thee with nitrate, mm -hmm. and take thee much soap. Now that washing is the first baptism. That's what that's alluding to. So if you're going to make a note in your, in your scripture, put a note there. And, and first baptism, for those of you that are astute, you have already done it. Those of you that lagging a little bit, put it down. Go on, sir. Yet an iniquity is marked before me, saith the Most High God. Saith the Most High God. Let's go back to First Peter's. First Peter's chapter three. First Peter's chapter three. This is the book of First Peter's chapter three. Go ahead and read verse twenty. Let's read verse twenty. Which sometime were disobedient. When once the long suffering of the Most High waited in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah. So now it's taken us back to a time when there were those who also were following the laws. Now, now let's follow this, shall we? Read it again from the top. Which sometime were disobedient. First Peter chapter 3 and 20. Which sometimes were disobedient. Go on. When once the long suffering of the Most High waited in the days of Noah. Waited in the days of Noah. Now follow this closely, please. Go on. While the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight stop. Whilst the ark was preparing, that stands for our Father in heaven giving us time to repent. Mm. Remember, it took over a hundred years to build the ark. Are you telling me that's not enough time for you to get yourself together? But let's read on. Was it preparing wherein few? Preparing what? Preparing wherein few. Wherein few, go on. That is, eight souls were saved by water. Saved by water. Now, the preparing here also deals with the word works works. The few that you read here that it uses, that points to the one-third. Are you seeing this? That is eight. Eight deals with new beginnings. So that one-third is going to be the new beginning in the kingdom age. Mm -hmm. With me so far? Come. So, and said, were saved by water. The water that it's using here, that word water is using here, is not dealing with necessarily the baptism. The water that is dealing here ties in with the water of the washing of the word, meaning the law. Why do we know this? Because he was obedient to follow the law. And what is the law? A commandment given to his people. And the commandment was build the ark. So guess what he did? For over a hundred years, he built the ark. Meaning he was keeping the laws. Mm -hmm. And keeping it how? Uh -huh. By works. Uh -huh. Are you seeing this? Come, come. I hope it's making sense to you. Read the next verse. Verse 21. This is 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21. 
The like figure whereunto the, the like figure in the likeness of go on whereunto even baptism go on doth also now say save us not to put in the way of the filth of the flesh go on but the answer of a good conscience of a what of a good conscience of a good conscience. Well, before I answer that. Um, let me, let me prove a point. Let's go to Genesis chapter 6 and 9 real quick. Genesis 6 and 9, let's just quickly run there. I, I was going to just bypass it for time purposes, but and we need to read it. Genesis 6 and 9, go ahead and read what you've got. These are the generations. In fact, let me read it. These are the generation of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect Word perfect here means he was complete. He was complete. Complete how? Because he kept the laws and followed it for over a hundred years to do the works. And perfect in his generation, in all those people, and Noah walked with God. Walked in the laws, statutes, and commandments. That's right. See that? Make sense? All right, now let's go to Second Peter's. I said first Peter before, now I'm saying second Peter's. Second Peter's chapter two and five, please. This is the book of Second Peter's chapter two and verse five. Go ahead. And spared not the old world, but saved Noah. Hold it. Now you see it, it's tying itself in with what we just read in Genesis. Read it again, please. And spared not the old world. And did what? And spared not the old world. And spared not the old world. Go on. But saved Noah, the eighth person. The eighth person. A preacher of righteousness. Why does it say Noah? Because he has the seed of the generation that's going to come. Go on. The eighth person, a preacher of righteousness. A preacher of righteousness. So in his generation, he was preaching the law whilst he was building the ark, saying, come on, repent. Follow the law. <laughs> but he was doing that, doing what John did back then. That's heavy, isn't it? You thought it was John the Baptist that just did it? Well, remember, John the Baptist did it because he was preparing the way for Yahawashai to come, who was coming with uh, another type of baptism, which was the baptism of the law. Because the people have strayed from it. Right. Because the Pharisees and Sadducees wasn't teaching them. Because remember, they allowed they allowed the Greek culture to to creep in, That's and right. then after the Greek culture came out, then it was the Roman they allowed that to mm. creep in. Mm. So now let's let's read what we got. Read five again, please. Verse five. This is the book of Second Peter, chapter two, verse five. Read and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness. Go on. Bringing in the flood upon the upon the world of the ungodly. Upon the world of the ungodly. So everybody suffered under that um, situation. Now let's go from there. Let's go back to First Peter's. Let's go to First Peter's. First Peter's, and we're going to read First Peter's chapter three and twenty, please. This is the book of First Peter's, chapter three, verse twenty. Read it. Which sometime were disobedient. Which sometime was disobedient. When once the long suffering of the Most High waited in the days of Noah. Go on. While the ark was a preparing, 
wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. Go on. The like figure, the what? The like figure, go on, whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not put in the way of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward the Most High. Now remember, you can't have a good conscience towards God if you're in sin. You can't. So, in order for you to have a good conscience, you have to be doing the things that are lawful. If you abide by the law, if you're doing the things of the law, you're having a good conscience all the time, keeping the law, statutes, and commands. You see? Because you're doing it. Now, this is where some of us think, well, I, I had a good conscience towards God when I, I wasn't following the law. That's a lie. Because the scripture says, if you transgress the law, you are what? If you, who knows what that scripture is? Huh? All right, go to it. Let's read it. This is what it says. It says, whosoever committeth sin, transgresseth the law, transgresseth also the law, for Sin, what is sin? Sin is the transgression of the law. So if you weren't keeping the law, you were in sin. And there's no escape in that. I thought I was okay. That's because you are judging yourself based upon the standards of your own flesh. Your flesh is nothing. So you have to follow the law, statutes, and commandments that was given to us, can't huh. So let's go back to Peter's now, and let's read 1 Peter 3 and 21 again, please. This is the book of 1 Peter's, chapter 3, verse 21. Read. The like figure wherein to even baptism, though also now save us, not to put in the way of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward the Most High by the resurrection of Yahweh Shad the Amashir. So you can only have a good conscience towards him if you're keeping the law. You, you can't have it if you're not. Yeah. Where do you get off thinking that? What, what planet are you from? If you go to Romans chapter 7 and 12, what's what it says? This is the book of Romans chapter 7, verse 12. It reads, Wherefore the law is holy. The law is holy. We read it earlier. Go on. And the commandment, holy and just and good. There it is. There's no escape in this. None whatsoever. Uh, let's one more. I'll go to Isaiah chapter 1 and 16 real quick. Let's just go there really, really quick. This is the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, verse 16. Wash you. Do what? Wash you. Do what? Wash you. Go on. Make you clean. Do what? Make you clean. Go on. Put away the evil. Do what? Put away the evil. Go on. Of your doings. Of what? Of your doings. Of your doings. Go on. From behind my eyes. Cease to do evil. Cease to do evil. You can't page it any clearer than that. Huh. Let's finish off where we started. Let's go to Luke chapter 18, verse 15. 
This is the book of St. Luke's chapter 8, verse 15. But that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. See that? So, so it tells us clearly, but that on the good ground, we know what the ground obviously means, because we've read that before in the parables, and it says, are they, which in the what? In an honest and, and good heart, good spirit, good mind, having heard the word, kept it. And what did they do? Having heard the word. So when they heard the teaching that said that you need to be following the law, statutes and commandments, and they heard it, they didn't buckle at it, they didn't fall over. So when they heard this now, they kept it. And out of that, it brought forth fruit because they continued to uh, be in repentance. And it said, and and uh, with, with what? With patience. With patience. So, good ground, a good conscience towards the Most High is the way forward. Shalom. Shalom. All right, if we have any questions online, please ask those questions at this time. And uh, any questions here, feel free to ask those questions so that we can make sure that you leave here completely clued in. Do we have any questions online? We'll give you a few minutes to do that. Meanwhile, we'll take some questions here. If there's any questions here, please ask those questions uh, that we have here. All right, since we have no questions tonight, what I want to do to all of those who are online who view us each week is to thank you again for your patience and, and uh, keying in, coming in, logging in, watching us. And we hope that you have been blessed and that this teaching has been edified to your spirit. Continue to walk and to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of eternal life. On behalf of myself and Soja, we want to say to you, Brokatai All right, so if there's any questions from anyone here, we'll take those questions. And at the same time, um, Yes, very quickly, ma'am. Wow. Is that right? See, this is this is Esau. What he does. Now, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we're going to go into our teaching right now. The teaching we're going to be speaking about today is the baptism of water, the Holy Ghost, and fire. Now, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, those of you that are listening uh, online, and those of you who listen critically and who are my colleagues from the past who are going to get quite upset because of what I'm about to say. The Bible speaks of one baptism, one faith, and it is, and it is accurate in its transcript. 
But throughout the scriptures, the Bible has been telling us about three baptisms. Three. Those that are in Christianity don't see it because unfortunately you've allowed yourself to become clogged by a certain mindset. What you have to do in order to become better, you have to remove yourself from a prejudice and look at the facts of what the scriptures are saying. If we were to go now to the book of Matthew chapter 3, and we're going to read from verse... 11. Let's hear what it is saying. This is the book of Matthew. We're we going to be reading from chapter 3. What's first cap verse? Chapter 3 and verse 11. And verse 11. What I need you to do today uh, for me, sir, I want you to find the scriptures, whatever you write, either write it down last or look at this afterwards. Because I, I, I need to be sharp on the scriptures today. Yes, sir. So Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, let's read. I indeed baptize you with the water unto repentance. Go on, say it again. I indeed baptize you with the water unto repentance. Go on. But he that cometh after me is my... It. it said, but he that cometh after me is what? Is mightier than I. Is mightier than I. Now, listen to it as we go along. Read. Whose shoes, Whose shoes I am not worthy go on. to bear. To bear. In other words, the authority that he walks in, his shoes represents his authority. The authority he walks in, I can't even bear it. Go on. He shall baptize you in the Holy Ghost. He shall now baptize you in the Holy Ghost. Now, you want to pay attention to that. Please, otherwise you'll miss everything that I'm telling you. This, this verse we're reading is giving you the foundation of what this is all about. He says here that he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Then it says, read, and with fire. And with fire. So here, Yahawashai, whom the world ignorantly calls Jesus, is speaking about two baptisms. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, comma, and with fire. Two baptisms. And there are three. And the reason why we know there are three is because John, he came with a baptism of water. Uh -huh. So if he came with the baptism of water, and now Yahawashai is speaking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and with fire, that shows two more baptisms. Interesting, is it not? <laughs> now, let's clarify this. Let's clear it up. Let's get the facts behind it. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Keep this, by the way, as your go-to verse, because we're going to be coming back to this all the time. All right? All right. So from here, let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 66. Isaiah, chapter 66. All right. And we're going to begin reading from verse 15. Let's read. This is the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, beginning at verse 15. Read. For behold, the most high will come with fire. See that? 
It now it's clarifying what he just said earlier. And it says, For behold, the Lord, Yahawashai, will come with fire. fire. Go on. And with his chariots like a whirlwind. Go on. To render his anger. To do with, what? To render his anger. Go on. With fury. With fury. And his, and his rebuke with flames of fire. With, with flames of fire. So it's letting you know that he is going to bring fire. He's going to be the bringer of fire. But he's also going to be the instigator of fire. Now, what does that mean? We'll deal with that in just a moment. Read on. Verse 16. This is Isaiah chapter 66. For by fire and by his sword. And with, by what? And by his sword. Read. Will the most have plead with all flesh. Now, the word plead here is not the word plead as meaning that he's going to be begging anyone. He will not be begging. He is not the God that begs. Huh. So when he comes, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, he's coming to plead with you by way of bringing judgment on you. Read on. Read. And, will, and the Most High will plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Most High shall be many. Shall be many. So many people are going to be destroyed under this fire that is speaking about here. Uh, let me just quickly check something really quickly. Just bear with me. Um, uh, all right. That book. Yeah, we'll leave that. Read on. Verse 17. Verse 17. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens behind one tree in the midst Stop. of... E so it said, they that sanctify themselves and purify themselves... In the garden. Hmm? All right. The garden here that it's speaking about is an environment. The environment is like the environment of church. Then watch what it says. Behind one tree. So it's going to be one group of people in their garden, another group of people in their garden, but read what it says. And what and eating swine's stop, flesh. Stop. It said in the garden and behind one tree, in the midst, doing what? Eating swine's flesh. Eating swine's flesh. Go on. And the abomination and the mouse shall be consumed together, saith the Most High, saith the Most High. Now, so, so what it's telling us is that these individuals, they're breaking the law. Right. Mm -hmm. You call yourself church, but you're still eating things that the scriptures clearly tell us are against the law, right. against the Holy Ghost. Uh -huh. If it's against the law, it's against the Holy Ghost. Against the Holy Ghost, it's against the law. See that? And yet, these churches, these people, because we know trees stand for people in the scriptures, these individuals here, they are in the midst eating swine's flesh. Uh. And the abominations and, and mouse and all of these things. Gone? Gone. All right, from here, let's drop that now. Let's go to 2 Peter. 2 Peter. 
the book of Second Peter. We're going to go to chapter 3, and we're going to begin reading at verse 10. This is the book of Second Peter, chapter 3, verse 10, and it reads, But the day of the Most High will come as a thief in the night. Read again. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. As a what? As a thief in the night. Go on. And the wish the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. So it says that when he comes, it's going to be an awful picture. Now, incidentally, bear this in mind, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to understand this too. There's great darkness that's going to come upon the earth all over. It's going to be such darkness that it will cause people to be afraid. In daytime hours, darkness. And if you're in the side of the world where it's nighttime, the darkness will feel like a thick cloak. So it's, it's telling us, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In other words, you will not know when he appears. In the which the heaven shall what? And the, and the heaven shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt. Go with, on. With fervent heat. With fervent heat. Go on. The earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Shall be burned up. So here is speaking about fire. This is the nuclear fire that's going to cover or blanket the earth. Because the earth is going to be at war, one with another. We are seeing a culmination of a united front in the earth right now, right now with the protesting going on. God. And countries that you would never have expected, they're protesting this man, George Trump. George George Floyd. George Floyd. George Floyd. The whole earth is celebrating a man that they've never met. You see? And so, ladies and gentlemen, when we see this now, it, it gives us an understanding that in that time when fire will come to the earth, and when all things will, will, will be set ablaze, there is going to be a united front of people coming together from all of the earth to be unified to come against this disastrous happenings that will take place. Then, ladies and gentlemen, let's read the next verse, which is verse 11. Verse 11. Seeing that these all, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. Right, slow down just a little bit. Go on. Seeing that. Seeing that all, all these, these things shall be dissolved. Shall be dissolved. Read. What manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation? In what? In all holy conversation and godliness. All holy conversation. That word conversation that you're reading there and godliness, that refers to the Holy Ghost, which is the law. Make a note of that, please. In all holy conversation and godliness, we ought to be speaking concerning the things that govern us. Let's, let's make that more plain. Let's go to Acts chapter. We're coming back to Peter's, so don't lose Peter's either. So we're going to Acts chapter 7 and verse 51. Acts chapter 7 and 51. Let's go there, if you please. 
This is the book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 51. Ye stiff neck. Hold it. Read it again. Ye stiff neck. You stiff neck. Go on. And uncircumcised. And what? Uncircumcised. Uncircumcised. Go on. In the heart and ears. In the heart and ears. Go on. Ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. Resist the Holy Ghost. You resist following the law. You resist following the law. Read. As your fathers did. So you resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers resisted the law. They resisted it in the wilderness. And now we have the sons and daughters of the next generation, centuries on, who are now doing exactly the same thing. Read. So do ye. So do ye. Now, in order to get a precept, and I think, let's read on a little bit more before I get a precept. Go on. Verse 52. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? Go on. And they have slain them. And they did what? And they have slain them. Go on. Which showed before of the coming of the just one. So those who came to warn the people, to wake the people up, they got angry with them and they slain them. Read on. Of whom ye have been now and the betrayers and murderers. Murderers. Go on. 53. Who have received the law by the disposition. Who received the Holy Ghost. Who received the law by the disposition. In other words, by the disposition, meaning what exactly? Meaning direction. Meaning delivery. Go on. Of angels and have not kept it. Of angels and have not kept it. Who are the angels? Though Moses was an angel who brought the law to the people. Oh, but where does it say Moses was an angel? Then go and read Revelation, where it speaks about to the angel of the churches. Speaking about the pastors. So all you've got to do is just work it out a little bit. You see, there's the same thing going on here. And so it said, who have received the law, received the Holy Ghost by the disposition of angels, pastors, leaders, prophets, and have not kept it. Now let's go, let's put a precept on that. Go to Ezekiel chapter 2. Ezekiel chapter 2, if you please. And we're going to read from verse 3. This is the book of Ezekiel chapter 2. Verse 3. And he said unto me, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation. To what? To a rebellious nation. So he had gone to them who are rebellious. Israel is, underline the word, rebellious nation. Underline that word to me, please. Go on. That has rebelled against me. Go on. They and their fathers have transgressed against me. Now, you see how that ties in? They and their fathers. Now, hold that. Let me just pop back. Stay where you are. Let me just pop back and read for you Acts chapter 8, uh, Acts chapter 7 and verse 32. Watch what it says. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before 
of the coming of the just one. See? So now when we go back and we read this again, read it again. And he said unto me, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has, that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me, even until this very even day. Even until this very day. Read on, sir. Verse 4. For they are impudent children and stiff-hearted. Read. I do send thee unto them. So it tells you that they are impudent children and they're stiff-hearted. And then it says, I do send them thee unto them. Thee unto them. them. Go on. And they shall say unto them, Thus saith the Most High God. Read. And they, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are rebellious house. He's telling you again that they're rebellious. So that's letting you know the nature of our people. That's the way that we are when we're outside of the law, right. statutes, and judgments. Let's, uh, let's finish up. Yet shall know that there has been a prophet among them. Jump down to verse 7. To verse 7. And thou shalt speak my words unto them. Speak my words unto them. Go on. Whether they will hear. Whether what? Well, whether they will hear. Read. Or whether they will forbear. Go on. For they are most rebellious. For they are the most rebellious bunch. Go on. But thou, son of man. Read. Hear what I say unto thee. Go on. Be not thou rebellious like the rebellious house. Go on. Open thy mouth. And eat that I give thee. And eat the words that I give thee. In other words, the things that I want you to say. Go on. All right. What we want to do from that point, I think we want to go uh, to Romans. Let's go to Romans, uh, Romans chapter 7. Let's go to Romans chapter 7, please. And we're going to begin reading, if you please, at verse 12. This is the book of Romans, chapter 7, verse 12. It reads, Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy... Stop. Let's slow that down a little bit. Watch what it says. Wherefore, the law is holy. And the commandment holy. So the commandment is also holy. Go on. And just. And what? And just. And just. And what? And good. And good. So we see that is what's in it there. Are you with me so far? Okay, so we're doing it for time. All right. The law is holy. And the commandments is also holy. So, Second Peter's chapter three and eleven. Let's read. This is the book of Second Peter's chapter three and eleven. Go on. Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, Go on. what manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversations? In, in, in your in, holy conversation, which is what speaking of the laws. Go on. And godliness. And godliness. All right, from there, let's drop that. Go to John chapter 4. And I want you to begin reading, if you please, from verse 1. John 4 and 1, let's go. This is the book of John chapter 4, verse 1. When therefore the Most High knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Now let's slow that down a little bit. Wherefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Yahweh made and baptized, made, made 
and baptize what? More disciples. More disciples than John. Than John. Now watch this, ladies and gentlemen. Watch it carefully. Go on. Though Yahweh shall himself baptize not. So he baptized none of them. He didn't. Now why did it say that he baptized? Well, the reason why it said that was because he didn't baptize as in physical baptism. He didn't do it. But he baptized them through the law. He baptized them through the law. Because what he taught, he taught the law and the law and brought the people back to the understanding of what the law is and what it is to them. And that began to get the people on the right track. Are you following me so far? All right. So when we read John 4 and 1, one more time. Go ahead. When therefore the Most High, the Most High knew how the Pharisees has heard that Yahweh shall made and baptized more disciples than John, though John himself baptized not, but his disciples, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples. Okay. All right. From there, let's go to Ephesians chapter five and verse twenty-six. Ephesians chapter 5 and 26. Now the baptism that it was speaking about, there was the law. Now let's see what Ephesians chapter 5 and 26 tells us. Ephesians chapter 5 and 26. Let's read. This is the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26. Go on. That he might sanctify that he might sanctify and cleanse with the washing of water by the word. So the word that Yahawashai spoke was that which was baptizing the people in the law. Huh. Are you seeing this, ladies and gentlemen? Huh. So let's read it again because I know I want to make sure everyone's if they've got a slow day, we we'll want, want them to wake up, okay? This is, the book. this is the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 26. It reads, that he might sanctify. Sanctify. Now, let's, let's understand that. To sanctify, meaning to set apart. Go on. And cleanse. And to cleanse. Go it, on. It with the washing of the water. By the washing of the water. Now, what water is it speaking of? Is it literal water? But now he tells us, go on. By the word. By the word. So the washing was by the word. That's why every time we come together and we receive this word, we are being washed. We are being baptized. We are being uh -huh. rebaptized. Every time this word is being washed over us. Uh -huh. Are you seeing this, ladies yes. and gentlemen, brothers yes. and sisters? Huh. All right? All right. From here, let's go to Matthew chapter 3 and 11. This is the book of Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Now, you can't take any notes, doctor. You just got to stay with me with this. You go through this again afterwards. Let's read. I indeed baptize. I what? I indeed baptize Go on. you with the water unto repentance. So this is speaking about physical baptism. Go on. 
But he that cometh after me, now Yahushua is coming after him, go on, is mightier than I, is mightier, more authority than me, go on, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, go on, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, he and watch it, mind. he now is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost, which is the law, go on, and with fire, and with fire, so here, we're dealing with John came with the baptism. His baptism was repentance and water. Come on. Everybody needed to repent before they got baptized. Come on. Right? But what you're finding now is that people, especially in Christianity, they are baptizing folks still. No one's repenting. Are you hearing me? No one's repenting. And here it tells us clearly, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Yes. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoe, shoes I am not worthy to bear, and shall baptize you now with the law, which is the Holy Ghost, and with fire, which is the nuclear missile. Meaning, those of you that don't, you're going to be baptized in fire because you didn't take the law and get back on the straight and narrow as you, as his people, should have done. Mm. Does that make sense to you so far? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. So now, uh, in order to get more clarity, jump back down, jump back down to verse 1. Same chapter, verse 1. Don't relax. Stay with me. Let's go. Mr. Book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 1. Read. In those days came John the Baptist. Read. Preaching in the wilderness See? of Judea. So he's telling you that John came in those days um, from the wilderness of Judea. Go on. Preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Go on. And saying, repent. So he was focusing on repentance first. Go on. Ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Go on. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. Read. Saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Most High, make his path straight. Right. So jump down from there to verse uh, 6. Read. Verse 6. And were baptized of him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. See? So they were baptized in the Jordan River, in water, confessing their sins. That's the first methodology. That's the methodology that was called beforehand. You're with me so far. All right. So now, ladies and gentlemen, now that we've got that, let's go to verse 4 again. Read. This is the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 4. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair. Had what? Had his raiment of camel's hair. Had his raiment of camel's hair. Go on. And a leathern girdle Go about on. his loins. Read. And his meat was locust and wild honey. Wild honey. Let's go to 2 Ezra chapter 9. 2 Ezra chapter 9. And we're going to read, if you please, verse 7. This is the book in the Apographer on page 25 in the second Ezra chapter 9 
and verse 5. Go on. For like as all that is made in the world has a beginning and an end. Second Ezra chapter 9. And what what was that tend to read? I thought it was, it was seven. Seven. Go and, on, seven. And everyone that shall be saved and shall be able to escape by his works. All right. You see that there? That's why I wanted to get that. Now, read it again slowly. And everyone that shall be saved. Everyone that's going to be saved. Saved. Saved how? Okay, meaning that you're not going to be in the nuclear destruction, the fire that's to come. Everyone that shall be saved, read. And shall be able to escape. And this is how you're going to be able to escape. Go on. By his works. By his works. This is work-related. You have to work this. I work the work of him that sent me once it is day, for the night comes when no man can work. Uh, read. And by faith. And by faith. Go on. Whereby ye have believed. Whereby you have believed. Read. Shall be preserved. Hold it. Shall be preserved. Read. From the said perils. From the perils. Go on. And shall see my salvation. And shall see, be in a position to be saved. The word salvation means to be saved. Go on. Salvation in my land. In my land. Go on. And within my borders. Read. For I have sanctified for them. For I have what? I have sanctified them I for sanctified me. sanctified them for what? For me from the beginning. From the beginning. That means you have been set apart. Sanctific sanctification. Set, set apart. apart. You have been set apart from the beginning. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. All right, from here, ladies and gentlemen, let's go. I know you're dying to write. You've got to I'm stop that. All right. So right now, we're going to jump out of this. And let's get back to Matthew chapter 3. And we're going to read verse 7 now. This is the book of St. Matthew, chapter 3, verse 7. Um, hold it. Before we read that, let's jump back. See, bear with me just for a quick moment. Uh, jump back to verse 5. Verse 5. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around about Jordan. Go on. And were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sin. Confessing their sin. Confession is important. Go on. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism. They came to the baptism. Go on. He said unto them. Read. O generation of vipers. You generation of vipers. You snakes. Go on. Who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come. In other words, have you not been told how to save your necks? There's destruction coming. Have you not been told how to save yourself? So it's an old generation of vipers. Who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? He's telling them that. Go on. Bring forth therefore fruits. Do what? Bring forth therefore fruits. Bring forth therefore fruits. Remember, these Sadducees and Pharisees, they were sinners. Because they act like they were important and righteous. They said all the words that was um, proper for everyone to look at them 
in a very holy way, but they were devils. Hence why Yahweh said, called them vipers. Are you seeing that? Come on. So he says now, read what you just read, read it again. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees, no, what you read before, has warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Go on. Bring forth therefore fruits meat. Bring forth therefore fruits. Come. Read. For repentance. Bring forth therefore fruits meat for repentance. repentance. Right? So, fruit. What is the fruit? What is the fruit? Can somebody tell me? Let me just ask that question. What is the fruit? Repentance is fruit. Repentance is fruit. It's also something else as well, but primarily fruit. Read on, sir. And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you, that the Most High is able of these stones. Hold it. Is Most High is what? Is able of these stones. Read. To raise up children unto Abraham. To raise up children unto Abraham. In other words, though, though it was impossible once before, by the miracle of the Most High God, Abraham was able to have children. Go on, read. Verse 10. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. All right, let, let, let's kind of break this down and explain it a little bit. First of all, when we deal with the fact that there is baptism, baptism or repentance is, and the keeping of the law leads us to a form of baptism. Come on? Come on. Now, the other thing you need to bear in mind as well is this, that whilst you are um, in a repentant mode, it means that you have accepted. If you're not going to repent, you are not going to accept. So there must be repentance because repentance means that you accept the law. Are you with me so far? Uh -huh. hmm? And if you accept the law, which is the second, then the third, which is the fire, you will be able to resist it by way of being saved from it. Did we not read that in the Apocrypha in 2nd Ezra? That's right. Are you with me? Oh, all right. Okay. So now, ladies and gentlemen, when we read verse 10 again, let's read it one more time, if you please. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Cast into the fire. So, let's be clear. The second baptism is the law. Please make a note of that. The second baptism is the law. The third baptism is fire by nuclear destruction and by the fire that the Most High uh, will bring or send to the earth on Yahushua's return. You with me so far? Let's pull some precepts to go with that for time purposes. I'm flying away. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 2. 
Jeremiah chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 21. This is the book of Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 21. Yet I planted thee a noble vine. Watch this now. He says, I planted you a noble vine. Woolly a right seed. And, read it again. Woolly a right seed. Woolly a right seed. Go on. How then art thou turned into the degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me? what? Of a strange vine unto me. Now let's understand this someone. Let's get something clear. We were upright people. It's because it says here, read it again, read the verse again, read it slowly. Yet I had planted the noble vine. So noble meaning we were an upright and noble people. Right? Go on. Woolly a right seed. Go on. How then art thou turned into the degenerate plant? Now the reason why we have turned and Again, for some, my brethren out there, you're going to be charmed with it. You have taken on Christianity. Uh, mm. Christianity has made you degenerate. Because did we not read earlier where they were in the gardens and they were eating abominable flesh, mm -hmm. swine's flesh, and even mice? Uh -huh. This is what Christianity does. It leaves you free to do what you want to do. In other words, Anything goes. Mm. That's why even there, there were Christian churches that throughout America where uh, the abominable act of homosexuality is not permitted yet. Homosexuals are there every week, saying they're praising and crying and worshiping the Most High. That's true. So it's telling us clearly here. Read it again. The degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me. Read it from the top. Yet yeah, I, yet yeah, I had planted the noble vine. Woolly or right seed, how then art thou turned into the degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me? Go on. And thou, and though thou wash thee with nitrate. Stop. Now, this is speaking of the baptism. See that? Though, for thou uh, wash thee with nitrate, which is like soap. Go on. And take thee much soap, yet... Thine iniquity is marked before me. So it's still there. No matter how you wash, no matter how that first baptism was used, you're still a mess. Mm. So it shows you that the water baptism does not save you. Oh, you said that? Yes, I said it. Because it's in the book. Um, it doesn't 